Hello and welcome to episode four of our podcast broadcast here at MSPS. Today we have a special guest. We will be discussing how hosting events, your own events, will bring more business to your business. In just a moment, I will be formally introducing Katherine Cohen of Cohen Coaching. Her years of experience in building successful businesses as a serial entrepreneur have served her into coaching others on building their own successful businesses. I want to take a moment to remind the audience to please type any questions you may have into the comments section so that we can address those during our Q&A session. So thank you so much. The last several episodes of our podcast broadcast have centered around the shift from live events into, into the virtual and hybrid space. Today, we will be focusing more on events in general, virtual, hybrid, live, and how hosting your own can bring you more customers. So welcome, Catherine Cohen, a dear friend and business associate. Kat, welcome to our stage. Please give us your background. Uh, you tell your own story best. So please tell us about the wise and wonderful Catherine Cohen. Uh, wise and wonderful. Wow, that's a great introduction. Hi, everyone. <laughs> uh, thank you, Candy, for having me. Thank you, MSPS, for having me. So I'm Catherine Cohen of Cohen Coaching. And business owners hire me to help them attract their ideal high paying client. Now, what that means is you figure out who your audience is, and then you figure out what it is you sell to them because of their pain points. And then you finally get to, okay, where are they hanging out? And nowadays they are hanging out. And I think for the foreseeable future, they will be hanging out here in virtual land. Um, in somewhat hybrid land, uh, certainly a little bit of live land, but very much in hybrid land. And so we're all having to shift how we do business, what we do in our businesses. Uh, as for me, uh, with my late husband, um, we created Cohen Coaching. We coach uh, small business owners, mostly in the service-based business sector. And... Um, and one of, the, one of the places that your audience can hang out, your ideal high paying clients can hang out is at your own events. So you wanna get on a stage, you don't have the budget or you wanna get on a stage. And in fact, I was just in a mastermind on the way here um, via Zoom, via online. I was driving and in the mastermind at the same time, which is how our world is going. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, the, and the question of the person on the hot seat was, how do I get to my own events? How do I get to more events rather? Create one. Yes. Just flip and create host one. Host your own. Just host your own. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I love it. And so before that, before you, you started coaching, you, you were a serial entrepreneur. You and your husband, you had several businesses. You know, I guess we did, but I hate that term. Um, all right. So yes. So uh, we, uh, we started out with a uh, barter and trade exchange here in Phoenix, Arizona, the metro Phoenix area. We moved into um, creating a software with a business partner of ours. And that's where the coaching came in. We were coaching our software clients to build their business, uh, to make their businesses better, to attract their ideal clients. And um, when the partnership went away, uh, Barry and I created Cohen Coaching, and we began to coach business owners in building their own successful business or businesses. Um, so you know a thing or two about uh, a couple of things building yeah. and attracting well, that client. Absolutely. Which word is it that you hate? 
entrepreneur or serial? Serial. Serial. <laughs> it's like a serial killer. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. No, I love entrepreneur. Yeah. And and yeah, I'm okay with, you know, the, the couplepreneur and the solopreneur and the mompreneur and all oh, the yeah. preneurs that go along Hybrid with it. Hybrid words. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for that. I mean, you can certainly attest being the expert. That's a, that's a word that sometimes people dislike as expert, but being an expert as to innovative ways to bring business to one's establishment. So let's focus on events, how events tie into that. So being that you have this history with building businesses and building a client base and attracting ideal clients, can you tell me a little about your history with events and how that's tied into that, like hosting your own? And I know you've done several of those. Sure. Um, with events, again, know who your client is. Who are you attracting? What is their pain point? Right. We are pushed by pain far, far more than we are pulled by pleasure. Um, when I get up on stage, there is, uh, there is a little brief video that I do a, um, a commercial from the seventies. I grew up in New York city, uh, and it was a commercial that played every February in, in New York and the surrounding areas. And it was about Florida and the beginning of the commercial showed New York and the slush and the cold and being splashed by disgusting, muddy oh. snow and on and on. And it, this part of the commercial goes on for a good long time. Um, this is when our attention spans were longer and commercials were a full minute long. <laughs> Way back before you were even a figment of your parents' imagination. I was but a zygote. You were a zygote. You weren't even. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so the emphasis is being pushed by pain. You are cold, you are wet, you are miserable. Oh, wait, here's Florida. Here's the solution. Here is the pleasure. It's the push by pain. So what pain point do you address? To whom do you address that? And then when you figure that out, will an event bring your people together? And if you're going to do an event and bring your people together, what you want to do is you want to figure out what you want to teach them. What am I going to walk away with after one day, two days, three days? And there is a formula and a system, and we'd be here forever if we went into the formula and the system. But this lady knows. The bottom line <laughs> is, what do you want them to walk away with? And they need to walk away with enough to understand that you are the expert. You're the flipping expert. Embrace it. I dislike when when people don't want to say, oh, I'm not the expert. Oh, I'm, you're the expert. You know what you're doing. You know 2%, I think it's 2, 2.8%, something like that, more than your audience. You are the expert. When you host your own event, you have a captive audience. You have a sales pitch that is not a sales pitch for a day, two days, a webinar, whatever it is. By creating your own event, by creating a series of things that your audience will learn, you've set yourself up as the expert. You've, give them, you've given them something to hold on to. And you've set them up for a little bit of failure. 
what? Yeah, you've set them up for a little bit of failure because you want them to say, okay, I can get this far and no further. I need to hire Candy. I need to hire MSPS. I need to hire somebody, for example. So many people are doing their online events mm -hmm. themselves via Zoom. And it's okay, depending on the event. But if you want a good event, if you want a big event, if you want a successful event, you need to hire professionals and you need to be professional about it. You can't be sitting behind your desk like a regular Zoom call, like, uh, you know, like your networking meetings that so many of you are doing right now on Zoom. Right. It's okay to be sitting behind your desk because when you were live and in person with these people, you were sitting around a table or you were having lunch or breakfast or whatever. And so that's okay. It's the norm. But when you were doing live events, and even if you never did a live event before, listen carefully, when you were doing live events, you personally, or you, the people in your industry, they were doing them live. They were doing them on a stage that looks like this. They were doing them with the background and the lighting and everything. Now, I always like to find a silver lining. The silver lining in COVID is that we've taken a $40,000, $60,000 event. I know it's horrible for you, <laughs> but we've taken horrible. a $40,000, $60,000 event. We've taken the limited audience that is going to fly in, drive in, walk in, mm -hmm. crawl in from wherever they're coming. That's a limited audience. And we've brought it down to a five, dollars $10,000 event with a bigger audience, bigger payoff. Now you get the people from, you know, Europe or Asia or Australia or wherever you're getting those people at your event. You've got a bigger audience to sell to, to teach to, or you're creating an event where you're charging admission because it is all teaching. P.S. They better walk away with something and they better be able to implement whatever it is that you're teaching. Lasting value. Lasting yeah. value. Yeah. You've created this event. You've created it for less money and for more people. But don't make it look like an event that you created from behind your desk or your kitchen table. Make it look like the forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollar event that they're expecting. Like us sitting here in front of like a us sitting here. Yeah. So you're sitting here like this and you can do this on stage. I've done this on stage where mm -hmm. I've interviewed people. Um, it's, it's, a, it's one of the pieces of, a, of an event where you interview people, but you also have the opportunity. They've given me a little green mark and I can't, <laughs> I can't deviate from my little green mark over here, but you also have the opportunity to get up and to have the audience see you as if they're right out there. You have the opportunity to pan mm -hmm. as if you've got a live audience. And you might, you might be doing a hybrid event where every, you know, six to 10 feet, there is somebody. But you're so much more expressive when you're standing. You're so much more passionate about what it is that you're doing. And to create an event is easy. It is super easy. So pull out the paper, pull out the pen. Here's what you do to create your online event. Number one. What do you sell? You don't sell a widget. Please don't tell me that you sell makeup or services or 
you know, uh, event, uh, event management. That's you sell not solutions. You sell. you sell solutions. solutions. What is the solution to what problem? Who has that problem? Who has that problem? I'm going to yeah. sit back down now. Perfect. Thank um, you. Yeah. You sell solutions to a problem. Who has the problem? What is the problem? Where do those people hang out? Well, now we're all hanging out online. In our pajamas. In our pajamas. Dressed from here up. But you saw I had a lovely dress on. (laughs) Um, Your audience is hanging out there. When you do one of these events where it used to be 75, 100 people maybe, I've been coaching at and, and speaking at events where now we're getting you know, two, two fifty, three hundred people at these events where we would never get that before. You're bringing out not only introverts, but maybe people who normally didn't have the budget to travel or, or the time to take away. They can just log in as opposed to having to travel somewhere to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Meals and everything. You just go to your refrigerator, whatever. So who's your audience? What are you selling? Where are they hanging out? They're hanging out here. What are good days for three-day events? Well, it depends on your industry. For my industry, for coaches, consultants, authors, um, it is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, It can also be Thursday, Friday, Saturday for solo entrepreneurs, uh, service-based industries. Sometimes it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It depends. Is that the weekend because you're done working on your funnel and getting... It could be the weekend. Yeah, getting your administrative duties done towards the end of the week, then you can take time to listen yeah. to ex- experts. <laughs> you can, well, you can be the expert. So when yeah. you're planning your event, you want to consult an expert. Yeah. Because every industry is different as to when those people that are your audience want to hang out with you. Yeah, they're hanging out in their pajamas. But they're going to hang out with you when it's most convenient for them. And they're comfortable and engaged. And engaged. The next thing that you want to make sure of is that you have someone manning your tech. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> We've seen it. Yeah. We've absolutely seen it. And it's painful when we Not do. Not <laughs> everyone is completely and absolutely aware that when they bring their phone through their house with them, mm. when they're in a conference, that they're bringing their phone with their camera through the house with them. Oh. Yeah, I know this story. Where they're in, <laughs> oh, this, there's or a few stories. Yeah. yeah, it's a common story. <laughs> it's a common story. It's one that we've all seen, whether yeah. we've seen it live and in person oh my gosh, and that was before all this, or we've seen it on YouTube. When you have tech, when you're not trying to do everything yourself, you've got someone manning your 100, 200, 300 people that have come into your event. You've Mm -hmm. you've got people that are scrolling through and that can easily cut that off. That's one of the downsides of doing this virtually and, and, you know, and, and not live. Cause I don't think anybody would walk into the conference hall naked. We've seen some strange things. We hope. We, yeah. We've seen some strange things. So. <clears throat> so when you do these events that you've created, you set the stage. 
what is your agenda? We just got to serve your audience always. Yeah. You always have to serve your audience. But what is your agenda? What is it that you're trying to get out there? What is it that you are teaching? Where is your expertise? Because when you're showing off your expertise, that's when your audience is like, oh, I need to hire you. Whatever it is that you do, here's my credit card. I need to hire you. This is what I know. Creating your own events and bringing in your own audience and working with people in your industry that have the same audience but don't do the same thing as you mm -hmm. will give you a bigger, broader audience to appeal to. It's a numbers game. We're all in sales. Mm -hmm. Sales is always a numbers game. So the more numbers you can get, the better off you are. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Holding your own events, you have total control. You can bring in other people. They can speak about adjacent products to yours, adjacent services to yours. That will also help your audience out if they choose to use them. And those people can up offset the cost of doing all this. Right. It is easier than you think to hold your own event. It is harder than you think to hold your own event. Mm -hmm. Do the part that you do best and bring in people like Candy. Like me. Like MSPS. Yeah. That know what the heck that they're doing in order to do this event. The payoff is you're the one with the list now. You're the one who's invited them. You have been on stage. When you stand here, when you stand here, you are the authority. I am the authority. Suddenly standing here with a background, looking at a camera, I know a whole lot of stuff. I and feel like you're more important all of a sudden. Thank you. <laughs> And you can do that sitting down, you can do that standing up, but when you're working with professionals, you can get it done right. And one of the things to that point, to piggyback on what you're saying, one of the things that we think is important in production is that we have a, like a back channel communication. So when you have your production team, you will have our team talking to you from behind the scenes. Your audience won't hear it, but, oh, we, we, we need you to move that light up or, you know, move this out of the corner or something's visible. We, we kind of have that back communication to you to let you know what the audience is seeing and what those important notes are. So to your point, all of those things, they're to be considered. People notice. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, it, I'm in a mastermind uh, today. And so it's a small group. It doesn't need the production value of this, uh, um, but the sure the it does. Two, sure it does. <laughs> um, and, and and the comment is, you know, it, it it's uh, it's two wives putting it together, um, and and they go, oh sweetheart, just stop typing it to me and just tell me. And it's okay because it's a group of people that work together on a regular basis, and nobody's trying to impress anybody. This is the purpose of what this event is. And if you're trying to sell, if you've got a new audience, whatever, that's not the right way to do it. That whole back channel thing is absolutely important. It's professional. Yeah. When you've attended events in the past, when you've 
you know, when you've put down money or put down a deposit or done any of those things in the past, everything seemed flawless. Trust me, it wasn't. It was not. Was it flawless? Of course it was. Yeah. Okay. So it appeared. That's our job is to make it flawless. So that, that's, my, that's my expertise. <laughs> we need it to look flawless to your audience. Is because you've got people like this that are picking it up for the host of the event. But you as the host of the event need to make it look flawless. And even now, don't drop the ball. Just like you wouldn't roll out of bed and get onto a Zoom call, don't roll out of bed and try to create an event off the top of your head. Mindful planning. Mindful planning. Mindful planning. Well, I'm hoping we have some some questions from the audience. Yeah. Is that that's cool? We, okay, perfect. So, and and we'll get to that. And thank you so much for that. And I'm I'm glad you said that. But while we're talking about that, can you t please tell the audience how they can get a hold of you for coaching needs? So if you if you're running a business, you're having maybe you haven't given as much thought to what that succinct client is, those, those attributes, can you tell everyone how to get a hold of you so that they can sure. contact you? Sure. So you can get me cat, C-A-T, at Cohen, C-O-H-E-N, coaching.com. So cat at cohencoaching.com. Uh, phone number? Yes. That, yeah, yeah I actually, I, don't text me. It's an <laughs> office number, all you millennials out there. It is 602 399-7430. I hope they have their pen and paper and you're not like driving and writing. Well, this will be on YouTube. Uh, that, so okay, be even better. 602-399-7430. Um, Thank you. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So not only do you have the advertising aspect of it, you host a program, you entice people with swag, you choose content that engages the audience. I always go back to what we ask our clients for their events. What is the main purpose of the event? Yeah. Are you trying to motivate a team? Stir excitement about a product? Do you have a new launch? All of those things, those still apply in the same way. So if you're hosting your own, you're still having those main questions to address. And I feel like sometimes that can get lost when someone says, oh, we're going to have an event. We need, the, we need the right catering. We need the light, right lighting. We need the right backdrop. We need the right speakers. All those things. It all ties down to what is the main objective? So yeah. that, that applies. And we always ask that question. What is the main objective of this event? How can we help facilitate that? So th those go hand in hand in the same way. So you're likely to attract more customers. You give them the experiential portion of that launch, of that, that stirring up excitement, whatever the case is. So they're more likely to remember you. They're more likely to remember your services. And they're definitely more likely to remember your organization. So now that we've added our input, we're looking to hear from you, the audience. So again, I'm going to remind you, please type in your questions into the comment section if you haven't so far. While we're doing that, I'll take a moment to explain the set. So again, essentially, this is a hybrid event. Kat and I are live here coming from you, coming to you from our studio on the stage with a backdrop. Our audience, of course, you are all virtual. So thank you for joining us. Big thanks to the team. And of course, our producer back of house, Colin, he loves it when I address him by name. So you know who's back there working the controls, but they make all of this magic happen. Kat and I were just pretty faces for you. So that being <laughs> said, Colin, do we have any questions? We do. Uh, first question, anonymous. Are there any difference on how you would address a audience versus a stream audience? How would you address an audience versus a streaming audience? I would say yes and no. Yeah. 
I mean, there is in a way you are interacting differently because you do have a virtual audience. They're not in front of you. You sort of, especially if you're doing something like a webinar where they're not on camera, if you're not doing a mixer where people can see your cam, they don't see the body language, right? They don't see your gestures. They don't see your facial expressions. So a lot of that is in communication. So when you're addressing someone via a webinar, as opposed to a mixer, that, that message will be different. You probably have to choose your words a little carefully because you are not seeing their reaction. If someone looks at you quizzically, you'll know, okay, that, that point didn't land. Let's explain right. that a little bit. What did you, but you, you don't always have that. If you're doing something like a webinar and someone asks a basic question, then you have to be very careful with your words and get a succinct idea, would you say? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You want, you want to, uh, again, have staff, have everybody around you. So somebody is monitoring the comments. You cannot monitor the comments and do your presentation and, and, and no way, no how don't even try. You yeah. look like an idiot. <laughs> um, not an expert. That's number one. Number two, gain audience engagement by asking them to put in hashtags. Oh, that's a good hashtag. Point. Yeah. Hybrid events rock. So like everybody right now put in, in the Q and a hashtag hybrid events rock. There you go. Now okay. you've got engagement and you can gauge your audience by who's putting in hashtags. Hashtag, hashtag candy. So cool. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's something that you wouldn't, I mean, you may have a, a hashtag, a, a, attached to an event, but that is all online. Yeah. That the, anything that you see, sometimes the swag you see from the hybrid events, they'll have a hashtag, whatever, but that's so that you can get online and have that social engagement afterwards. Right. Now you want the social engagement on the fa on the Facebook. Oh, now I sound like an old person. <laughs> uh, I was going to say on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you want that social engagement online. Mm -hmm. And you want that social engagement within the event right? because you don't have everybody around um, building each other up. It's that hashtag. It's getting people to go into the chat box right now and type hashtag MSPS rocks, hashtag corgis are the best, <laughs> hashtag whatever. That's how you gain engagement. Yeah. Love it. I'm so glad you brought up the hashtags. And yes, my Corgi, uh, one of my Corgis is back of house joining us today, seeing all this, these lovely things. Colin, do we have any more questions? Yes, we do. Uh, the next question we have is what's the best way to rehearse your presentation? Do you do it on your computer? Question mark. There are a number of ways you can do that. I, yeah. If you're using a platform, and there are so many now, but if you're using a platform like Zoom, you can actually do, you can do it not only a practice round, but you can record your own. If you have your login, your uh, login, you can go in and you can give yourself a presentation and go through the slides and have those speaking points. And you can go back to that recording and you can review it. So absolutely, that's a great way to rehearse. I would do it that way if you're using a platform where you're going to be, especially on a webcam in a certain room. That goes back to some more of those tips we give speakers. Make sure your lighting, you have good lighting, either you're by a window. If you're at home, it's harder to have really good lighting, but overhead lighting is usually not, we usually don't recommend that. We usually recommend, please get in front of a window, not in front of a window, behind the window so that you have the light from the window and make sure that your voice is coming through clearly and that everyone can hear you. Those are all very important. And I would say keep as many of those variables 
the same as you would when you actually go live so that you can troubleshoot. And here in the events industry, we do that. That's why we do a rehearsal round or for things like that. Yep, absolutely. You agree? Absolutely. And, and even if you're getting up on stage, you still want to practice um, at home, at your home office, whatever. If you're going to be standing, practice standing. If you're sitting, practice sitting. You sound different once you're recorded. You look different. You think you're rocking it. You're not. You think you're not rocking it. You are. <laughs> yeah, it's it, so true. many variables. So I, I think this, you know, Zoom is probably the best bet because you could do the free account, you know, just for People that. Are, in general are more yeah. comfortable with Zoom. We see that that's one of the more widely used. So I use that as an example. Exactly. But there are so many programs out there that you could just get on, just hit record. Boom, do it. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Do we have any more questions, Colin? Yes. The next question is, what if you don't have a big screen background or stage like you have? Are there I, any things that we should do to pre present efficiently? I love all of this engagement, by the way. So there are many ways you can do that. Of course, my first recommendation would be that you call us because we can actually create graphics for you. So mm -hmm. we do things where we can have running banners across the bottom. There are some platforms that give you a virtual background and that's the way that you can do that. Those are, yeah, those are, we don't normally recommend that if you're going to have a large conference. It, that's better if you're doing something like networking. I've seen people put their business card behind them. That's a great way to use that. that. Is, I love that. But if you're, if you're doing a presentation formally, and especially if you're doing an event like one of the ones that Kat and I are talking about and you're trying to attract more customers, we would recommend that you call a very capable production company and let us create those graphics for you. What do you want to use? What, what, what is the, again, what is the main objective? Did you have a, do you have a vision? Let us talk that through and think tank that for you so that we can create it and present it to your audience, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, if you don't know what you're doing, you look unprofessional. So there are, as you said, virtual backgrounds that you could just pull up, um, you know, the bridge of the enterprise. That's a favorite for all the boys out there. <laughs> um, it, you know, some beautiful garden is a favorite for all the girls out there. I don't know why it just is. I like the bridge of the enterprise personally, but that's just me. <laughs> and when you move your head back like this, your head gets cut off and you're in the bridge of the enterprise Halo when effect. it's mm -hmm. not done properly. Right. So if you're going to use that for a smaller group gathering for a networking event, even that you should practice. You don't want to look like an idiot. Uh, when you're doing an event where you're selling something, where you're trying to get them to the next level, where you're teaching something and you've asked them to pay for a ticket, everything has got to be impeccable. Yeah. It really does. You, because if I paid a dollar, a hundred or a thousand dollars for the ticket, if you can't get this small piece right, I'm wondering if you're getting correct this piece that you're teaching me that I just paid you to teach me or that I'm going to pay you to teach me. So that to me is critical. Absolutely. It's all about looking polished, being polished. It shows you put thought into the message, yeah. that you put thought into the presentation yes. of the message. Absolutely. And don't let budget scare you too. There, there are ways to do it without completely breaking the bank where we can still give a really good presentation with smaller budgets. So it, it, it all depends, but definitely... I would contact a, a production company like MSPS to, to help you. Do we have any more 
questions, Colin? So last question of the day. Okay. When will we get cool swag? Well, if you this is the third time we've gotten this one, by yeah, the way. people love swag, <laughs> don't they? So it, please share our we will have our broadcasts on our YouTube page, as well as we can be found on Apple Podcasts. We can be found on Spotify, the MSPS podcast broadcast. If you share and you hashtag, what's our new hashtag we came up? MSPS rocks. MSPS um, rocks. Yeah. If, if we can get more followers based on your hashtag, we might talk about some cool swag. We might have some things with the MSPS logo on it. So do you have, like can you answer to swag? Can I answer <laughs> swag? Coaching I swag? <laughs> you know, uh, at the moment, I don't have uh, much in the way of swag. Okay. Um, so yeah, when we put together your event. We'll need to get some. We, swag yeah, we'll definitely put together the event and yeah. do the swag and all that sort of thing. But if you have swag, um, absolutely, you've got to do something to get it. You always have to do something. Incentives, to get it. Like incentives. Yeah, just like you said. I, I think hashtag corgis rock is also. <laughs> well, corgis, of course, rock. Ha hashtag corgi anything. There's a bunch right. of them. So, well, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kat, for joining us. Thank you. Again, you want to remind the audience of your email address if they can get hold of you? It's Kat, C A T, at Cohen, C O H E N, coaching.com. So you can find me at cohencoaching.com. Perfect. Thank Beautiful. you so much Thank for your you. time. And then if we can help you, we would love to help you with your virtual hybrid or hopefully live before too long event. It's Candace, C-A-N-D-A-C-E at mspsglobal.com. We would love to help you. We also appreciate your attendance today. Please check out our YouTube channel to see any of our old episodes. Our team will be assisting clients with upcoming programs. So we'll be taking a week off for the next podcast broadcast. But the next time we'll see you November 5th, we have a meeting planner joining us. And we're going to talk about best practices and solutions for these hybrid and virtual events that everyone's hosting. So thank you so much, Catherine. And thank, thank you. you so much, audience, for tuning in to the MSPS podcast broadcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.